What a segue that was, straight from Queen into the TFW Football Show. Good evening, welcome along. My name is Phil Green and tonight I'm joined by Jim McGinley. How are you, Jim? I'm uh, very old, but I'm fine. <laughs> and Lewis Barnes, how are you tonight, Lewis? Uh, very well, thanks, Phil. How are you? Yes, good, thank you, good, thank you. Um, remember that you can get in touch with us at TFW Football Show on Twitter and also by texting us on 07538 Yes, we have an awful lot to get through, and first of all, let's talk about the title race as it is just now. Um, Jim, were you at the game last night, the Celtic no, game? No, unfortunately I wasn't, but I have seen the highlights. Um, but I gather that Celtic played pretty well for mm-hmm. the second game in a row, and there's a kind of upbeat feeling about things that are happening at Celtic Park. Albeit, albeit there's one or two questions with regard to personnel, etc., but uh, it seems like a good win. Yeah, um, Lewis, did you did you follow any of last night's? I did. No, I've, I've obviously watched the highlights now as well. Um, I was quite impressed from his uh, point of view. It was nice to see Lee Griffiths getting a start and a goal, a rear-headed one. Um, I think it's great that approaching well, coming towards the end of January, we've still got a title race, um, and I suppose credit to Aberdeen for that. I do believe Celtic will start to stretch their legs and pull away a little bit, but no, it's certainly kept it interesting. Yeah, um, you mentioned Aberdeen there. What is it about Aberdeen, Lewis, that is is so impressive for you? Well, I think recently, um, with their run of victories, their defence has really been a standout. I think they did they equal the record. I don't think they managed to break it, the club record for consecutive clean sheets. And um, no, that they've. And if you have a solid foundation to build on, you can push on and really achieve things in the game. So, yeah, they've impressed me. Um, but like I say, I do think Celtic will start to pull away now. Jim, do you agree with that? You would expect that. Um, if you were to ask me the same, the same question as you asked Lewis, what impressions about Aberdeen? I, I think I've said before that we have some very good managers in the SPFL and I think uh, Derek McInnes has got his team playing, grinding out results, winning results. I think they're tough to to score against at the back and if it is the case that let's presume that Celtic are not Aberdeen's opposition for the minute the other ten teams are essentially and if Aberdeen can be consistent enough to constantly get results against them then essentially what you have with Celtic is three cup finals to determine the league where Aberdeen might slip up is when they go to places like Dundee where they again face a very good manager in Paul Hartley who organises his team well who in turn feel like the underdogs in a cup game against the Aberdeen side you know, so we've got to be up to show these people up so I, I would expect that not so much that Celtic stretch their legs and move away I think that Aberdeen will find it tough to maintain the winning streak against the other ten because I think the other ten will be up for it because Aberdeen have shown that progression one thing from Celtic, Motherwell were rotten, so absolutely rotten. I, I'm starting to fear for them a little bit. Um, I mean, they turned up looking like a team who just were quite happy to avoid an absolute pasting. Really, offered very little, and yeah, they've they've got a lot of hard work they, ahead they, of them. They do seem like a team on the slide. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got that written all over them. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I the only twice that I've seen them is both times at St Mirren. I've played them this season, and. Uh, Although Motherwell won both times 1-0, um, they get absolutely battered uh, from the Paisley side. So I, I would have to agree with you with what you've said there. Um, 
Another team that we would have to look at would be Dundee United and indeed Inverness Caledonian Thistle. Um, is this just a two-horse race, or can both these sides add something to the to the the title race? Undoubtedly, I, I, and I'll tell you why. Both of them are fighting for a European place. Um, both of them, again, are teams that on their day can take points off Aberdeen or indeed Celtic. If if they, you know, as we've seen at Tannadice, you know, I mean, like the situation is that if those teams are up for it, they make a difference. If not so much, let's presume that Lewis is right and Celtic do stretch their legs, that they have that quality to outlast everybody over the course of a season. Both Dundee United and Inverness, especially in their own patch, can make it really difficult for the team that's chasing. Years ago, Celtic found that when they were chasing Rangers, when the Lennon side went to um, Inverness and came away croppers. Um, so... It's the team that's second that's doing the chase, and they can't afford to lose any more ground to the team that's on top. And given the performance in the day, both in the United and Inverness can have a big say. Um, so, what do you think about Ronnie Dyla? Um Jim, do you think that... Um, is he now starting to win over the fans, in your opinion? I think there are still doubts, but if, if you like... And, and I'll tell you what works against them. Neil Lennon at Bolton. Mm-hmm. Because Lennon's gone down there, picked a club off the ground and has made them difficult to beat and is getting results for them. So, of course, people cast an eye and look at Bolton. Is Ronnie Dyla, is he any better than Lennon? Should you have kept Lennon, etc.? But Dyla's his own man. He is, he is trying to get this team to play in a fashion that he wants. Now, if you take the last two games, that fashion with those players, I think all Celtic fans would accept. If in two games' time, you've got the same uh, pace of football, the same style of football and the same results, he'll undoubtedly win the fans around. Lewis, do you agree? Yeah. yeah. Um, I appreciate his, um, sort of his determination and the way he sticks to his beliefs and his principles. And I think, like Jim says, the performances have improved in the last couple of the last couple have looked quite good, and um, the I mean the bare minimum is winning the title this year, and I think he will achieve that. It's maybe looking a bit tighter than a lot of people thought, but yeah, I think we're starting to see Celtic play the way that he wants them to play, and yeah, I think it will be onwards and upwards. You mentioned other uh, kind of personnel issues. A, a big uh, question mark hangs over the future of Chris Commons. Mm-hmm. Um, will he be a Celtic player come at the end of the transfer window? Yes. I think you will. I think they'll hang on to him. Uh, I think he wants a longer contract. I think there are issues about being given a longer contract. Um, I think he will still be there. And there will be the period from now until the summer for Celtic to come to a deal with him or he will sign a pre-contract with Bolton. Lewis, um, just in, in your opinion, do you think that Aberdeen... Uh, if they are, are going to uh, challenge Celtic all the way, uh, do you think they have to strengthen? And uh, in what areas do you think they would have to strengthen in? Um, yeah, I think I think they will have to strengthen. Um, I think both ends of the pitch are probably where they're looking. If I mean, they've got a good starting eleven, and if they all stay fit, then there's no reason why they can't try and hang on to Celtic's coattails. But for instance, if particularly Adam Rooney, but if David Goodwillie as well picks up a long-term injury or any suspensions or 
that they'll no doubt be struggling for goals. And um, they've only got really young backup um, at the back for the likes of Reynolds, Considine, players like that. So I think if they could bring in another sort of commanding centre half, um, that would certainly help. I don't know if they will because I don't know what I don't know what the financial situation is like up there. It, it's funny with Aberdeen because everybody lauds and rightly so the success in the form of Adam Rooney. Mm-hmm. If he picks up a knock, even though you've got David Goodwillie to come in, even though you've got Peter Pollitt who can step in, yep. move in one if you like, and cause problems, Rooney has been so prolific for them. And we go back to what we talked about before, look with Stevie May uh, in St Johnson. It's his movement. And if that movement isn't there because he's not there, do you upset the apple cart in terms of that forward line? And at that point, do they then pick up a couple of draws where it was a win or even even maybe a defeat because he hasn't sneaked in with a goal? That is a big issue for Aberdeen. And on the flip side of that, Celtic. Where where do Celtic need to strengthen um, if they need to strengthen at all? Any Celtic fan will tell you they need to strengthen from all over the pitch. Um, I think they definitely have to strengthen the midfield. Uh, I think they have to find a way to um, get their strikers into the position of maximum opportunity to score. I think Skepovic has got every ability to get into those positions, but he doesn't either get the ball or he's not playing as regularly to actually get his confidence up. The Celtic team is good. It's not great. It, it, it can be improved upon. And I don't think you get bargains, and I don't think you get... I don't often get bargains, and I don't think you get many players to, to meet the manager's expectations in the Christmas window. I think that will come at summer, and, of course, the summer brings its own pressures because no sooner have you kicked the final ball of the season than you're immediately back into European qualifiers, and if you haven't got the players in at that point, you get back to the old adage about, is Peter Law spending the money? Is he not spending the money? Bloody, bloody, blah. Been here before. Lewis? Yeah, I think... Um I don't. I don't think they'll need strengthen to win the league, um, but I think they will strengthen in the summer for an assault in European football next year. But it's also there could be players departing. I know perhaps Van Dyke hasn't lived up to his early promise this season, though a good goal the other night. But um, he could be on his way, and perhaps a few others. So it's how they hang on to the players as well. You wait to hear the outcry for strengthening yeah. in the event that they don't get a good result and a good showing against Inter Milan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, 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 that is the test in terms of strengthening. So, Lewis, in your opinion, um, with the absence of Rangers in the top flight and perhaps uh, Celtic winning uh, the league last season by 12 points, is this the kind of um, competition that is much needed at the top flight of Scottish football? Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, I think competition's always a good thing obviously I think Scottish football is much maligned, I don't think it is as bad as everyone says it is um, I saw a funny thing on Twitter that when Man, when Man City draw with Burnley, it's the best league in the world but when Celtic draw with Ross County, it's the worst league in the world, and um, I think the people who do the PR for Scottish football really need to have a look at themselves um, but yeah if so no one's interest for Celtic to walk the league Apart from Celtics, of course, and it's good to see Aberdeen and, to a lesser extent, Dundee United and Cali Thistle giving them a bit of a run for their money. Jim, do you agree with that? 
Yes, um, I remember sitting in a studio when David Lowe was sitting in the very seat I was in just now, I'm sitting in just now, and he kind of more or less rubbished Scottish football, and if you're listening, David, I don't mean that in a derogatory sense. Um, he talked about it going down the League of Ireland route. I understand his argument, but I disagree, and I disagree because I think, in terms of business, Aberdeen, Dundee United, St Johnston, Hibs and Hearts, although they're in the lower divisions, I think there are other clubs who are now far better run than they were ten years ago, and it takes that ten-year transition to actually get youth coming through, to give them a chance to get through, to have managers who are actually prepared to give them a chance to get through. Because I think to say if you go back six or seven years to the to the managers that were in situ at Aberdeen, Dundee United, etc., they wouldn't have taken the risk on youth players, Scottish players coming through because they've said, oh, we'll go and get some French guy for £100,000 or two hundred and fifty grand, And he might be rubbish, but he's a French guy. Um, or whatever. Um, I, I think Scottish football's on the climb. I don't think it will climb to stratospheric levels, but I think it is in the climb. And you can see it, again, I stress, in terms of the managers. I think there are very good managers. And if they can get a bit of money and a bit of business sense behind them, I think the overall league will improve. Certainly, Celtic are out of sight in terms of finances. Um, but if we go back the way, I know it's something that we'll come to in a minute, but if you go back the way and you were to take away um, the Murray years and the financial consequences of the Murray years at Rangers, I think you would find that that was always going to be the case. And the, the, and the, the, the opposition, I think the opposition now is better than it was five and six years ago. Yep. Mm -hmm. Played in a level playing field. We mentioned managers and we yep. mentioned Rangers. Uh, Kenny McDowell this week has came out and resigned as caretaker manager of Rangers, citing personal reasons. Um, Jim, it just seems to go from one thing to the other, doesn't it, over at Ibrox Way? <laughs> <laughs> um, my standard response is who knows what's going to happen next um, if you're a Rangers fan you have to be heartily fed up and sick of this because you don't even have a football club that you can moan at just because they're not playing well or that they've not got the right players or that the manager's duff if you're a Rangers fan, you don't know what's going to happen to your club tomorrow or next week. If As you get to February and March and the question is, do you renew your season ticket? I know Rangers fans where one guy went along with his two adult daughters every year and they said, we've got 1,200 quid to spend in season tickets. Will we go? No, we'll go a bloody good holiday instead. Mm -hmm. Now that's money that Rangers don't get. That's three fans that Rangers don't get. That's three fans that somebody, somewhere, has turned away from the football club. Why? Because nobody knows that this is a football club that you can follow. The fans themselves and their own groups are split as to who should be in charge, who shouldn't be in charge. And as to who should be in charge, it's like a carry-on film. Mm. Lewis, uh, well, there's a vacant job coming up at Ibrox. Um, who, in your opinion, do you think would take that and who would want it? I think, and it's perhaps what all the fans want, but I think it would have to be well, what they call a Rangers man, uh, ex-player who would 
take that because I can't see much appeal for too many people outside the club come in. I know they will because this manager's out of work and <clears throat> many who are desperate to get in for, back into the job, but I just think it will be a former Rangers player such as Butcher, McCall, somebody, somebody but, along those lines. What do you pay them? Um, you know, put ourselves in the shoes yeah. of Derek Lambias or whoever it is that's in yeah. charge. You've now got two guys in garden and leave who between them must be... Mm-hmm. You know, it's a seven-figure sum, no matter what it is. You get somebody to come in, what do you pay them? Mm-hmm. And that's another reason why I think it'll be somebody with Rangers attractions, because it'll need something to pull them back into the club. Walter Smith came out this week saying that a candidate that would be absolutely perfect and perhaps fits the bill, an ex-Rangers player, was uh, Derek McInnes. Now, if you're Derek McInnes, do you touch this job? No. Why not? Because of all the uncertainty. Because he's got a good thing going on at Aberdeen at the minute. He knows where he stands. He gets on very well with the chairman and the board. Um, and everything's going well for him there. So why would you... Apart from the fact he's a Rangers man, why would you want to walk away from that into God knows what Ibrox? Mm-hmm. First and foremost, Derek McInnes is a football man. That'll come before being a Rangers man. A lot of people wouldn't like that. But Derek McInnes has paid whatever he's paid at Aberdeen. There's been a good showing in the league this season uh, if that continues to the end of the season and I've got no doubt that it will he will look at the fact that Norwich City came to Hamilton Ackies mm-hmm. took their manager he's now got a contract at Carroll Road where he'll be getting paid an awful lot of money do you honestly see that when you get to the summer and you get other clubs in the championship or even in the uh, EPL that they look at the improvement in Aberdeen under Derek McInnes and that Derek McInnes will not be approached about football jobs in England on in the transfer merry-go-round or in the managerial merry-go-round. Derek McInnes, if he were to go to Ibrox, you might get paid a King's Ransom, but you don't know what's going to happen to the club. The club could find there could be another administration where they're docked 25 points. They could be in the Championship again next season. It could be worse if you're to believe some of the stories. Does he end up back managing two divisions down? He doesn't know what the budget would going to be. He doesn't know what players he could bring in. Derek McInnes would be crazy to leave Aberdeen mm-hmm. just now in favour of the Rangers job. Indeed, Derek McInnes would be crazy to even leave Aberdeen in favour of the Rangers job. Remember that if you want to get in touch with us, you can do on 07538-984-984. Also on Twitter at TFW Football Show as well. Now, Jim, you've not been here for a couple of weeks, but we've uh, added something new into the show, oh, as it were. I found this out. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're going to basically test your general knowledge or footballing knowledge. Uh, Lewis, is, Lewis is uh, participated a yep, couple of times. Uh, so I'm just going to hand out the quiz apparatus. Pulse 98.4. I got a shock off. Last week wasn't too okay. The first week was absolutely ridiculous. So, yes. Um, yes, uh, we've got a bit of music tonight, which is very exciting. We've not had this in the past before, but we will crack on with the questions. So, question number one. Name the youngster who was, who has went from playing amateur football to Premier League football and Scotland International in the space of two years. 
That was Name the Youngster who has went from playing amateur football to Premier League football and Scotland International in the space of two years. <laughs> no, no cheating. No <laughs> cheating. Uh, <laughs> Name the two teams out with Celtic and Rangers who have won back-to-back titles in the Scottish top flight. Two teams. Yeah. Two teams. Name the two teams out with Celtic and Rangers who have won back-to-back titles in Scottish top flight. Question number three. Name the former Celtic defender who has managed Everton and Manchester United and now manages in La Liga. Name the former Celtic defender who has managed Everton, Manchester United and now manages in La Liga. Question number four. Can you name the Scotland captain for all three 1990 World Cup group games in Italy? (laughs) Your face, Lewis. Can you name the Scotland captain for all three 1990 World Cup group games in Italy? And last question is, who is currently bottom of the Scottish Premiership? Who is currently bottom of the Scottish Premiership? Do you need any of the questions again? What we'll do is we will have a very quick musical break just now. Uh, and remember that if you want to get in touch with us, send us your answers at TFW Football Show or on the text, which is 07538984984. We'll see you after this short break. Welcome back to the Final Whistle Football Show with me, Phil Green, here. And before that, we musical interlude, we had a bit of a break. Gents, how do you think you did? Purely. I'm still swithering over one of them. No, I think I've done all right. I'm still yeah, swithering yeah. over one of them. Okay, no bother. And Jim, do you, how did you find your first TFW football show quiz? In fact, I wasn't told I was doing a quiz. It was a complete surprise. So 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 so. Right. So, shall we get on with the quiz questions Why and not? find out what you answered? So, question number one was: Can you name the youngster who has went from playing amateur football to Premier League football? and Scottish International in the space of two years. Lewis, who did you go for? Andrew Robertson. And Jim? Same. Same? Yeah. Andrew Robertson is bang on. So, the second question was, name two teams out with Celtic and Rangers that have won back-to-back titles in the Scottish top flight. We'll start with you, Jim. I've gone for Aberdeen and Queen's Park. And Lewis? I got Aberdeen. I didn't get the other one, so I took a wild guess at Dundee United, but I know it's not right. Lewis, you're going to kick yourself. It's, it's Hibs, Hibs, isn't it? It's Hibs. It's Aberdeen had, and Hibs. I had Hibs and scored them out as well. So you both 50. had Aberdeen. That's a half, half point, point there. 51-52. No, I had Hibs as well. <laughs> Can you name the former Celtic defender who has managed Everton and Manchester United and now manages in La Liga? David Moyes. David Moyes. Yeah. Is correct. So both sitting on two and a half points at the moment. Uh, the fourth question was: Can you name the Scotland captain for all three matches in the 1990 World Cup in Italy? I've before my time, believe it or not, Phil. But uh, I've had a guess at Richard Goff. Richard Goff. I've gone for Jim Leighton. Jim Leighton, both wrong. It was Roy Aitken. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and who is currently bottom of the Scottish Premiership? Ross County. Yep, Ross J- County. Ross County is. Correct, so both three and a half points. Yeah. It's not a bad wee 
outing there, three and a half out of six for so both of you. The first and probably only Hibs question wrong that I'll be in the question. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> do, you, do you not get four points off for getting Hibs wrong? I think so. <laughs> You're playing your joker in reverse. <laughs> well, it's a good thing as well, Lewis, you weren't the out and out loser tonight, so that's a, <laughs> that's a step in the right direction, I think isn't I'm it? Last week as well. <laughs> okay, okay, we'll move on. Um, Wraith Rovers this week have said. They've hit out, no, Rangers have hit out at Wraith Rovers, who've decided to sell tickets directly to Rangers fans uh, for next month's league match at Starks Park. Wraith Rovers are concerned about Rangers' financial position and fear they might lose out on revenue. Lewis, can you blame Wraith Rovers for this kind of stance? No. No? No. I mean, of course they're going to be concerned about um, Rangers' financial position. Club like Wraith Rovers, uh, ticket money to a game like that will make all the difference to them and they've got to do all they can within the rules to protect it and if Rangers don't like it tough luck basically mm-hmm. Jim do you do you go I, with I, that? I think it's absolutely essential for Rafe Rovers to do that it's in the press uh, that Rangers are losing six, £700,000 a month Rangers have notified the SFA that they're losing money every month that they don't have the money to run to, to get beyond certain parameters we've had winding or threatened winding up orders from HMRC about not paying uh, taxes etc why on earth would Rafe Rovers allow Rangers to sit on or any mm-hmm. other club for that matter under those circumstances to sit on half the gate money or a big slice of the gate money with a promise that will be paid at some point down the line no Rafe Rovers are absolutely correct I to be quite frank given who their chairman is and the way that the clubs run I think if you're in Rangers shoes you should have expected it do you think that uh, the stance that Wraith Rovers have taken uh, sets a precedence for all the other clubs that are facing Rangers at their home ground to, to do the same? I, I don't know if it's a precedent or not, but to be honest, given everything that's going on, and more importantly, everything that you don't know that's going on at Ibrox, uh, do you honestly see um, Anne Budge or uh, Leanne Dempster or anybody else saying different not a chance they, they, they've got to look after mm-hmm. the interests of their own company the directors and officials of those clubs if they didn't take that action could be accused of effectively being negligent they must do that so if you're a Rangers fan and you want to go to this game and you have to buy through Wraith Rovers do you do you make a stand against that do you do you Boycott the game, or what? I'm not calling for boycotts. That's not what I'm doing here. But what? What do you think, Lewis? I think some will. There's Rangers fans who seem uh, determined to find an excuse to boycott every game. But um, no, uh, some will, some won't. Um, it's it's not for me to say, really. If it were me, and I wanted to go and support my team, I don't care who I get my ticket from. Mm-hmm. I ju- I just won't to get my ticket equally if it were me and you're purchasing online for example from Rangers you must have the same or a similar concern to Rafe Rovers in the sense of I'm part of my 30 quid or 25 pound or whatever it is and the ticket's three weeks away or four weeks away or whatever the period is or, and I've not got it in return for my cash how do I know that the shutters aren't going to come down tomorrow mm-hmm. So uh, my my view is no. If you want to go and support your team, and that's when you have to go to get a ticket, go and get a ticket. 
Remember, you can get in touch with us at TFW Football Show and on 07538-984-984. Now, there is one person at Ibrox who is trying to raise money <laughs> at the moment. Uh, Only one? Well, <laughs> yes, Stephen Simmonson, uh, the goalkeeper, has been oh, hit dang. with a notice of complaint by the SFA for allegedly betting on 55 matches. Um, is this not a bit surprising after... Uh, Another Rangers player, Ian Black, been been hit with the the very same notice of complaint, Lewis. Yeah, well, it would certainly explain some of his performances. <laughs> I, mean, I assume he had a lot of money on the Dundee United Cup semi final last year. But no, no, in all seriousness, I know they've said it's not any games that Rangers were involved in, which apparently Ian Black he did. did bet. Yeah, but I mean, how like you say with the whole Ian Black link at the same club, I don't know how stupid. How stupid can you be? Obviously, I would, I would say that. Do we know that it's in games subsequent to the Ian Black? Yeah, they've and said it was last season and this. All right, this okay. season. Right. Sorry, um, I didn't. I didn't know that. Thirty-five games can, this season and uh, twenty games last I mean, season. So there's obviously some people I know come out and say it's unfair on footballers that they can't have a bet in games that aren't that don't affect the team. I disagree with that. They're doing a job that millions of people dream of doing so surely they, ha- they have to make some small sacrifices along the way and having a gamble is one of them mm-hmm. and I just can't believe that a player whose teammate has already fallen foul of this has by by the look of things mm-hmm. basically fallen for the, the down same trap Jim do you go along with anything that Lewis has said there or not <laughs> <laughs> there's the rules the guy sitting free along from you was banned for what ten games? Right. Right. Um, now, at from what, from what I can gather, ten appearances amounts to a few quid. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you've not just flushed the money that you handed to the bookie down the toilet. You've flushed more by losing appearance money. But apart from that, if somebody comes in and I, 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 what does it tell you about the leadership in there? Because. Mm-hmm. If you've got a squad of people together, one guy's get banned for ten games, surely somebody's come in and said, listen, forget it, you're out the door if you do this. You know, you can, We cannot afford for this to happen. There's a lesson. And the guy's away, and it looks, if, it, if it's 20 games this season and God knows how many last season, it looks as if from the minute that Black was banned, yeah, essentially he's yeah. wandered down to William Hills. <laughs> now, he, uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, but that's straight out of one flew over the cuckoo's nest. You're crazy. <laughs> I mean, the question I want to ask you both is: Are the SFA? I know, I know it's the rules, but the, the Scottish Cup is sponsored by William Hill. Is is that a bit hypocritical in a way? Do you think, Lewis? Well, I'm not going to criticise any sort of sponsorship of Scottish football because I've been <laughs> such a vocal critic of the league not having a sponsor okay. for so long now so um, take whatever money he can get but even then I know it's sponsored by a betting company but the players should mm. know the rules and they should have enough brain cells to figure out that they shouldn't break them yeah. so. Jim just playing devil's well, advocate well, <laughs> I mean, the sponsorship from bookies and drink companies it's like low lying fruit there's no yeah. you know, it's it's the easy stuff to get but having said that you've got it you can go to William Hills and you can bet in the golf the boxing bobsleighing horses dogs camel racing uh, you can bet on 
all sorts of things. You don't have to bet in football. If you want to go and gamble in a bookies, if you want to sit with your Paddy Power account or whatever it is, and you want, if you want to get to the homepage, if you want to strike out football, there's endless number of things that you can bet on. Politics, anything. <laughs> so if you want to gamble, mm-hmm. and you know football's against the rules, why not just skip football? Do you think this is a problem that's rife throughout Scottish football, or is it? Does it just? Is it just these two Rangers players that have been particularly unlucky? I think it's a lot more widespread than that. I think it, pro- it always has been. It's been tales throughout the years of sp- not just footballers, sportsmen liking a bet. Mm-hmm. Um, and there has been other cases fairly recently. Michael Moffat at United, he fell foul of it as well. But um, I mean, I'm not sure it's a. It is widespread, it's, it's, and we're talking about it's not an not academic. Sh- yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, Jim. I I know of one and only one professional gambler who lives in a very, very nice West End of Glasgow apartment and the only thing he will bet on is lower league Scottish football. Mm. And he earns a living from that and a good living. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get him in and get tips off him. The the fact of the matter is, is it predictable? I don't know what his system is or what he studies or whatever, but that's what he bets on. So... Counter to what I said earlier, when he opens a Paddy Power account, he ignores everything else mm-hmm. and just goes straight to the right. football right. for the money. Well, works for him. Yeah. But then he's not banned from doing it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so he's not a professional footballer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. No bother. Well, um, very quickly, we'll discuss the last um, item on our itinerary, and perhaps it's your friend in the West End of Glasgow um, who wouldn't actually be wanting this, uh, but. A break in winter football and probably to play throughout Scottish, the Scottish summer. Um, should should Scottish football go down the route of summer football, Lewis? I'm not totally convinced. Partly I have to admit because I'm a bit of a traditionalist. Um, I, I like it the way it is. I've always known that. And um, but there's just there's quite a few sort of stumbling blocks, mm-hmm. um, particularly the Scottish weather. I mean, I know we're not the weather we've got at the minute. I know we're not going to get that in June, July, August, but you can still get some pretty horrific rains and winds, mm-hmm. and um, they could put play to lower league football. Then mm-hmm. um, I also think we're so keen to sort of try and encourage our clubs and make sure our clubs do well in Europe that I'm worried the impact summer football would have on that with the European competition still running in the old August to May season. I also don't really know. It's not really a concern for Scotland at the minute, but hopefully it will be with World Cups and European Championships. And um, then there's a the whole palaver, which I'm not really a fan of anyway, but with transfer windows and getting mm-hmm. players in and out, that could be a bit of a problem as well. So I would probably just leave it how it is. To Jimmy, you a traditionalist as well? No, I'll go the counter-argument. Mm-hmm. I see no reason not to try it. Um, if we take the European football argument, every single summer we get the fact that Scottish teams are in qualifiers and you pull somebody from Norway or from Sweden or from the Eastern Bloc (coughs) and they're halfway through a season, therefore they're fitter, they're more match-conditioned, etc, etc. I think summer football would give us a better chance of that. Um, To counter the argument, well, you would be playing qualifiers in the course of a league campaign, yeah, well, on the basis that you'd qualified, then, to be quite frank, to play two or three games in the league where you perhaps rest players for qualifiers because it's financially beneficial 
Um, you know what? That might sharpen up the league in all sorts of ways. It would allow younger players to get a chance to play. I think the weather factor uh, undoubtedly conditions are better if we if we take summer football. Uh, you don't get the farce that you go to Ibrox the other night where the game's on, the game's off, the game's on, the game's off. So I think there is more pro-summer football than against it. OK, if you agree with uh, Lewis and Jim tonight, please remember to tweet us at TFW Football Show uh, and also on Facebook as well. Right, we're coming up to the end of the show tonight, gents, so let's let's do the actual fun bit and see how you get on next week as well. Uh, it's the fixtures for this coming weekend. Right, so we start with St Johnston and Aberdeen on Friday night. Jim, we'll start with you. Everything would suggest that Aberdeen will get a result there, but I'm going to be cantankerous and say that's a draw. That's a draw. Lewis? I'm going to agree. Um, I don't think St Johnston score enough goals. Um, and if it was at Pataudry, I'd be going right behind Aberdeen. But St Johnston are they're solid at home, and I think it's going to be a low-scoring draw. OK, moving on to Saturday. Uh, the 12.45 kick-off between Ross County, up in Dingwall, and Celtic. Lewis, we'll start with you. Uh, I can't see Ross County getting off the bottom of the league and I think Celtic kind of have the bit between their teeth now as we've discussed and I think they'll get a win up it. and I think don't quote me on this but I think they've got a fairly decent record up there as well so I, I think Celtic will win Jim? I think it's a ground where Celtic uh, look for a half as if they're going to grind out a result and then in the second half the floodgates yeah. open I think Celtic will win Dundee United and Motherwell at Tannadice. Jim? Can't see past Dundee United. I agree, Dundee United. OK. Hamilton are at home to Inverness Caledonian Thistle. Lewis? I am going to go for a draw on this one as well. Um, I think... I'm pleased to him that Martin Cannon got the job at Hamilton. Um, and it's good that it's been confirmed now, but I think it's been pretty awful since Alan Neil has left but I think they'll start to turn it around here and they'll get a draw out of that one Jim? I'm going to go for Yogi's team Yogi's team I think uh, I think it'll take the Aki's a wee bit of time to adjust to the psychological blow of Alec Neil leaving um, I've said in the show before they have done brilliantly in performing the way they have performed uh, I think managers do make a difference I've said before that there would be a time when the wheels come off the bogey. I expected it to be because the players ran out of a wee bit of fitness or they get injuries or whatever, but I think Alex Neil leaving is something that will take them into a dip, which will take them time to come out with, out of, and I think Big Yogi's got his team passing the ball, so I think they'll win. At Rugby Park, we have Kilmarnock, who are at home to Partick Thistle. We'll start with you, Jim. I think Thistle will win nine goals to seven. <laughs> uh, I have no idea what will happen here. Uh, both teams are in a bit of a roll. Both teams play pretty open. I, I, I'm not joking. It could, it could be nine seven or it could be nothing each. Uh, I think Thistle will win. Lewis? Yeah, I'm the same. It's... John Lott's a hat, but I think Thistle will be buoyed and uh, Chris Doolan in particular by the goals the other night. Kilmarnock been more impressive than I thought it would be, but I still don't think they score enough goals, so I'm going to go for a narrow Thistle win. And last but not least in the Premiership, in Paisley, St Mirren are at home to Dundee. Lewis? Uh, St Mirren 
decent set of results. I believe they played very well against Dundee United and they got the vital win up at Ross County. Um, and I'm going to go for a St Mirren win. That will be a St Mirren loss. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go for a 2-2 draw. I think uh, both teams have got things going for them. I think Paul Hartley's team are hard to beat. And unless St Mirren are in absolutely top gear, they won't win. But they won't lose, I think, two each. OK, so we move into the Championship very, very quickly. Uh, Cowdenbeath at home to Rangers. Lewis? Uh, I am going to go for Rangers. Jim? I'm going to go for a draw. I think, uh, again, if the manager's left and there's flux amongst the players, you just don't know what's going to happen. I'll go for a draw. The top of the tablers. Hearts are um, at home to Falkirk. Jim? I think the Jambos will win, but I think it'll be a very tough game. Uh, Mike Falkirk strengthened a lot, uh, but I think Hearts will be too good. Lewis? I'm go the same, unfortunately. Yep. <laughs> narrow Hearts win. And uh, down in Dumfries, Lewis, uh, you are contemplating going. Uh, do you think Hibs can beat Queen of the South? I think we can, but we haven't so far this season, and I think it's going to be another draw. OK, Jim? Ooh. Tempted to go with the Dune Hamers, but no, I think I'll go with Lewis. I think this is a draw. Okay, so if you're like uh, if you're like a flutter like Big Steve Simmonson, then uh, <laughs> don't follow any of them. Don't follow any of these guys here on the show. Um, uh, yes. So very quickly, Lewis, talking points for tonight. What would you be discussing after the show's finished tonight? That's a, that's a question. <laughs> <laughs> Just to carry on the show, you know. Oh. What 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 stood out for you? What topics has stood out? I think something that we haven't covered enough, but we have, I know, in recent weeks, um, especially with Scott on the show the other week, was what what's going on with Hamilton okay. and um, Martin Cannon getting confirmed and where they'll go from here. Okay, Jim. Uh, well, following on that, that theme, I, I think what's interesting is the number of people. A number of managers who are out of a job yeah. and do not seem to be getting a sniff back in. Mm-hmm. And uh, you think of Derek Adams, uh, you think of various other people who are, are just not in the game at the current time. Billy Stark, uh, various others. And you think, well, where are these people? Because mm-hmm. they don't seem to be getting a shout, even in the lower leagues, mm-hmm. um, which I think is interesting. And I think the appointment of Martin Canning... Uh, may well be a pointer to where clubs might go in the future. Similarly, actually, if you look at Alan Stubbs, you take somebody who's relatively newly retired from playing, coached at youth level, and rather than go for an established name who's had experience somewhere else, Hibs have, you know, kind of brought in a talent, a new yeah. talent, mm-hmm. and had the, the cojones to do that. Um, Two I best think, managers, think, sorry, Hibs have had recently, have been new talent, as you say, in Mowbray and then Stubbs. Yeah. And I think that's an interesting development. Mm -hmm. So we'll talk about that after this show has concluded, which is round about now, actually. Um, You've been listening to uh, the TFW Football Show with Jim McGinley and Lewis Barnes. Thank you very much, gents. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, My name is Phil Green, and thank you very much for listening.